This is New Thoughts for Actors and Filmmakers, where we discuss overcoming fear and self-doubt and help to build in those resources to physically, mentally, and emotionally be at your best, no matter what side of the camera you may be on. My name is Nathan Gist, joined by my friend... Jim Clock. And today we are talking about dreamers... Helping dreamers. How to build healthy relationships in your creative community. Sounds good. Feels good. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, ever since I got started in this business, one of the things that excited me the most was sharing the journey with other dreamers, Mm. other actors and other filmmakers. And and even today when I'm on set, the excitement I get meeting other people. Uh, I was just on a set doing a a television show called Leverage and, and one of the COVID compliance officers, wonderful young man, says to me, he's like, well, I really wanted to get into acting, but I'm, I'm kind of an introvert. I spent an hour with him. I share, <laughs> I share Jack Plotnick's books and, and I'm just encouraging him. I'm like, that's your gift. Yeah. You take that to the characters you play. And, yeah. uh, so I get excited about just the community of artists. And so one of the things that for me, as my career started to get, uh, climb the ladder, if you will, right. I noticed that I became very self-absorbed in a Mm. way. Not necessarily that I ever became like a selfish, you know, all about me, but I did, I did start to focus too much on what was next. My jobs, my auditions, my agents, me, me, me. And I'm like, wow, this is not who I started as. And it's not really who I feel like I'm my best version of myself either. Mm, I get that. And so as things started to happen for me and one of the things about this episode we're kind of we discussed offline was we're kind of combining two episodes dreamers helping dreamers and also how to go through the journey of the ups and downs the ebbs and flows the mountaintops and the valleys of being an artist whether you're an actor a filmmaker musician and so when i really started to lean into looking for ways to help other dreamers new actors, new filmmakers, writers, whether it was reading a script. Pastor Rick Warren said, be generous with your time, your money, and your energy. Oh, wow. And that really resonated with me. Yeah. And also one of my favorite scriptures actually in the Bible is where much is given, much is required, where much more is given, much more is required. Mm. So as much more was given to me, I started to realize, you know what really helps me in the valleys? Give. Give. I'm waiting for a job to happen. Give. Yeah. Call, call a friend who 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 might need someone to to coach with or help with. Call someone who needs a little encouragement. And one of the things you and I share is an enthusiasm for people to leave us better than they they came into the relationship. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, when I first met you, for you guys that don't know, I, I had several sessions with Nathan in his therapy to just help me as an an actor and also help me as a person. I was dealing with some loss in my life. The first thing he said to me is, I just want you to leave here better than you showed up. Hmm. And I say the same thing when I do workshops with actors. I just want you to leave here a little better than you showed up. Anyways, that got me into really trying to look for ways to explore reaching back and taking, taking others with me. So fast forward, and I couldn't be more excited about this episode because we have a very, very special guest. We've actually mentioned him before. In, a, in, a, in one of our episodes, but he's in studio with That's us That's right. Today. We got him here. We got him. <laughs> Welcome to the studio. <laughs> so, so, so one of the things I really thought about doing during my downtime was exploring some ways for me to do 
more with the time I had, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm in a downtime, I'm waiting for a job, or I'm in between jobs or whatever the case is. I'm working with a, a very good friend of mine on a charity called G3 Community Services. This is a charity, I believe, and it's a, it's a local charity in Stafford, Virginia. It's run by an amazing man, Vernon Green, four or five tours in Afghanistan and Iraq, retired chief warrant officer, owns a very successful contracting business now. But his quote is, my for-profit is simply to fund my nonprofit. Wow. And I yeah. met him through my best friend, Sheriff David Decatur, Stafford County Sheriff's Office. Shout out, best sheriff in the entire world, bar none, my humble opinion. <laughs> and, uh, but I met him through Sheriff Dave, and we ended up doing some charity together. I got my, my good friend, Keanu Reeves, to do uh, a PSA for Vernon. Uh, we're going we're gonna to attach that to our website so people can see it and learn more about the charity. So Vernon's not in the media business. He's not in the entertainment at all. However, we're working together and he calls me one day, you know, he is a dreamer at heart. And he says, hey, the guy I have working for me on my nonprofit, he's interested in acting. And uh, would you mind having a coffee with him? I said, yeah, sure. So I go to meet, and I'm thinking I'm meeting a 22-year-old kid. Huh. You know, like I think I'm meeting someone just out of college or something like that. Well, in comes Jonathan Shores. And Jonathan must've been 36 or 37 maybe then. And so I'm a little surprised there, no, nothing against it, just a little shocked, but just has a smile and a wonderful energy. And he had just kind of started getting back into acting. He had loved it, gotten out of it, you know, has a family, taking care of his kids, working. And I think you had done one short, like you had just done one short film. Just finished one. So I give Jonathan, which I often do when I meet someone that says, I really want to be an actor. I try to identify are they passionate? Are they serious? Are they kind of just want to do it? What kind of seems sure. yeah. kind of seems interesting. So I recognized right away he was serious and he's taking notes. I'm telling him to join Actors Access. I'm telling him he needs to get some headshots. I'm and I send him Jack's book and he's reading. And so this kind of starts our relationship. And then over time, I see he's taking it serious. So now I'm giving him some more stuff. I'm I'm I'm, I'm doing a little private coaching with him. I'm sending him some things. And then I decide now he's also auditioning more. He's sending his own things out. He's getting jobs on his own. He's, he's doing all the things a, a, a newer actor is supposed to do. Then I end up shooting a couple of sketch series that I do on my, on my part-time. Another thing I do in downtime is stay creative. Mm -hmm. And I put him in a few things. He puts together a reel. And just recently... Not only does he get signed with his first agent, but he books his first audition with that said agent for Half Baked 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, sorry to be a little long-winded, but it's worth it. I love you, brother. I'm proud you, of you. There's nothing better than getting a call from you, you that you've booked something. I'm as excited for that as I am when I book something. And so welcome to the show Jonathan Shores. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> and so your your adventure, like everything that you've gone through, and here's the great part about it, it's been pretty quick. And so can you tell us, like, how's that been for you? Just the kind of that, that mind shift there or to make that decision that, hey, I'm all in. This is what I'm doing. You're not dabbling, dabbing in this thing. You jumped in. So tell us about kind of how's that been for you? Right. Some days feels like a whirlwind. And then 
as we talk about ups and downs, some days it feels like everything stopped and it's all going to go away. Mm. But for me, part of, I think part of even reaching the level that I am now came with age and came with experience and came with wisdom and life stuff happening and, and being able to contextualize some of that stuff and prioritize some of that stuff. So I, I did a lot of theater in high school and after, and I dealt with a lot of what I imagine a lot of people do, the self-doubt and a lot of these questions. And is this a normal thing to do? Is this a right thing to do? And so I let those battles get the best of me a lot of the time. But when you're a, when you're a creator, when you're an artist deep down, not to be too cliche, but when you have that inside of you, it it will continue to to poke at you yeah. and it will continue to kind of haunt you in a way. You never felt feel settled. I know that's never <laughs> feel settled. Yeah. Never feel settled. Always feel like there's something you should be or could be doing. And so eventually it got to that point where it was it's a it's a draw line in the sand type of moment. Either I'm either I'm going this way and I'm going to find out what happens or I'm going to have to be at peace with the fact that I'm not going to do that. And so when I got to that point it was, you know, some deliberation, but for me it was we got to see. We got to. We have to find out. Wow. And so that's how the first step kind of took place. That is so impactful because do nothing, nothing can happen. Do something, something can happen. And a lot of times we get so focused on the goal. See, so far away. And and I want to come back to this with you, Nathan, hmm. for some some tools that you can offer. When when we are big dreams, we have big dreams, and that dream feels so far away. The step by step process. There's honor in that. Just take the first step, and that will lead you to the second step. And for Jonathan, you know, he joins Actors Access. He puts up a couple pictures. I say, hey, you need some better pictures. He goes out and gets better pictures. That leads to some more opportunities. He starred in a, a movie with Billy Zane, I think, mm -hmm. that's coming out. So Billy Zane and Hater. Yeah, John Hater. John yep. Hater. Yep. Uh, what's the name of that movie? Tapawingo. Tapawingo. Look for that uh, nice. coming out. He had a nice role in that. And so... When you just do this, the next step, what's the next right thing? So talk a little bit about that for you in this process of any tools that maybe I gave you, you got from someone else, but really focusing on just the next thing in front of you. Oh, my goodness. Well, a lot of times the, there's no manual that says how big that next step needs to be. Mm. It might be a very small step of getting new pictures. Yeah, well said. I mean, it's, it can be so important and it doesn't feel like it's going to be a life-changing thing, but you have to crawl before you can walk type of situation. And so uh, one thing that I took away from both Jim and Jack, Jack's book, your mentality plays such a huge role in, in anything you do, but particularly when it's something that can create some self-doubt or, or can stir up some, some self-esteem issues in you or, or something like that, it becomes very easy not to do anything. And so maybe that day your step is minuscule. And then maybe a week from now, it'll be a bigger step or a huge step or a huge jump, but maybe it won't. So we just take those steps as they, as they come. And you try and try your best to kind of, Jack calls them vultures mm -hmm. in the book. You try your best to fight off those vultures and realize kind of your worth and your goals. And a lot of times those relationships that you build as you're growing and as you're taking those small steps become crucial in that part of the process. So I got a question for you too. I mean, you, and, and I remember early on when I first met you, I'm talking to you in that whole deal. Okay. You're going to do acting and you're moving towards this and wife, kids at home, like 
How does that, because a lot of times people, and, and kind of like when Jim was talking about, you weren't some 20-year-old kid that walked in, you know, fresh out of college, whatever. I mean, how do you do that in that role too? How do you go home and say, okay, honey, <laughs> I know we need to eat more than beans and franks. <laughs> I know cardboard boxes aren't that comfortable. <laughs> so how did that conversation go, especially in that kind of, that arena at home life? Well, and so in that context, which was my reality was, that um, support system hmm. had to be sh- strong, yeah. as you can imagine, and anybody listening can probably imagine. It's a conversation that, one, it wasn't out of nowhere because, again, I took those baby steps. I did some shorts. I did some things pro bono, some things where you drive a couple hours away and you get on a set and you, you're not getting paid, mm-hmm. but you're sharpening your tools. Getting experience, yeah. You're getting experience that way. You're getting things for your reel. You know, you're getting other pictures and stuff. So it wasn't out of nowhere— but again, the line in the sand, there had to be a conversation. Are we going to pursue this? What does that look like? Because there is a, there is a bigger part of the reality. And so the conversation goes, especially for someone like me, which was if you, oftentimes if you give me a reason not to do something and I feel like <laughs> it's for the better good, I won't do it. <laughs> I really want to go, you know, eat pizza and, and watch football for eight hours with the guys but if there's other things the more important that are going on and you say, hey, we got to do this, we're going to do that instead. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a much larger picture, if I'm already feeling some of that self-doubt or that fear and somebody says, it's probably right for you to be afraid, don't do it. Old me, I would call that old me, would tend to say, you're probably right. Let's not do it. Mm. So I had to face a lot of fears and then I had to help make an argument for myself, not in a bad way, but just make that case that your fears are also valid. Other people in my life (laughs) who are counting on me, your fears are also valid. But we we can't move forward if we're not all together on that same page. So you lay out kind of what it looks like. You lay out your hopes and expectations because there's absolutely nothing wrong with dreaming. Mm -hmm. You, You lay out those hopes and expectations and you set the goals for yourself, big or small, and then you try to knock them down one by one. And I'll tell you this, as important as that support system is, because I couldn't do anything without it, you have to have that. Yeah. And they're understanding that the highs are great and the lows are, are can be low sometimes, but they're committed to being there. When that relationship has begun to mature as you move on, you, you realize how much you can't separate hmm. that. You can't separate what, what you're giving them. And what they're giving you in support is what keeps you kind of driving forward. So there's, even when I am at a low, even when I am doubting, even when, now you have other people behind you, my family, my friends, yeah. who are saying, well, that's, that's not, what you're saying is nonsense. You realize that. And then you can kind of snap out of that vulture. So a big transition point, too, that one that gets me immediately, I love the way that you phrased it, the old me yeah. and this new you, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's the jump? Because I think for a lot of people, there's a lot of reasons to not do it, to not because they're safe, right? Because, okay, nine to five job, that's what I'm supposed to do. The white picket fence, the you know 401k, okay. the whole deal, because that's what the world tells you to do. Let me put you in this box. And so how did you get out of that? What was the shift in your mind that said, all right, I'm, I'm willing to dream big. I'm willing to take action on this thing. The first thing was probably when you book something. <laughs> and then that paycheck comes in and you go, I can do this. Mm. That's probably the first thing and biggest thing. Because no matter what low I'm in now, I go, I can do this. Yeah. And it helps you, it helps you kind of 
Sometimes you need to be in those lows when they're happening. You feel them and you let yourself kind of feel it. But then at the end of it, if you're going, I can do this. Wait a minute. I have done this. Yeah. It yeah. helps you to move forward. And I love that too. Like even when I think about my own practice, when I first started, you know, hypnosis and coaching and all of it, it's like that first client was so huge for me because it was like, if I can get one, I can get another. Mm, and if right. I can get another, I can get this, right? Next thing you know, I'm working with hundreds of, you know, hundreds over, you know, now over a thousand people. And it's amazing to see how just confidence builds on confidence. And, and, and I love too, it did not matter how much that first paycheck was. Right. Like if that would have been 15 cents, cool. <laughs> right. You're still a professional actor. That's right. <laughs> that moment that comes in because that's what it is. You've been paid for your services. And so now let's take it to the next level. Yeah. Good on you, man. And then the responsibility becomes mine. Yeah. To continue to do this, I'm going to work on what my process is. I'm going to work on how I look at things. I'm going to work on doing the, thing, the, the big or small steps that I need to do. Build a reel, get your headshots continue to update your profiles, all those things, put yourself out there. Mm. That becomes on me. Now, I can do that. You know, I'm not relying on anybody else to do work for me. So if I have a day where I do nothing, you can't do nothing and then expect something to come out of it. Well, That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and to compliment Jonathan again on, on this, when I first started working with him, uh, we both happen to love the great Hall of Fame linebacker Ray Lewis and has an incredible, oh, yeah, he's a beast. Love him. I love him. <laughs> and one of his quotes is, effort is between you and you. And so I said to Jonathan early on, I will help you as much as I can as long as I see you putting in the effort. I'm not going to do it for you. Yeah. And he said to me, both of us being former athletes, he says, hey, man, you can coach me hard. Because as a coach, and you know this as well, like when, especially with artists, a lot of times when I'm working with an artist, they come into the equation with so much negativity from all different places in their life. So many people saying, you're crazy, you're never going to do this. Or uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of bad classes and bad coaching out Mm -hmm. there that puts, that installs fear-based things into an artist. But when you work with the best in the world and even listen to them talk, they all talk about what? Being fearless, not giving a crap. Yeah. Like De Niro's like, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. And then people say, well, that's De Niro. He doesn't have to. No, you're missing the point. As an artist, he's saying, I'm letting my instincts, some will like it, some won't. So what? <laughs> As the great Nathan taught me. But with Jonathan, I, would, I did not give him a laundry list of stuff to do at first. I gave him baby steps. Read Jack's book. Tell me when you've read it. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people I have sent that book to who say they want to be actors and I'll see them down the road and they'll ne- they've never read it? Ooh. When I teach in LA, when I teach my, I, I do some free workshops there when I'm there, it's mandatory. You can't come without reading it. Yeah. The reason is I'm doing this for free. If you don't have enough want to or desire to read a very short, easy, wonderful, encouraging book, then you don't. You don't belong because I'm in my workshops. I'm working with professionals. Yeah. I don't, what I mean by that is they're all there because they want this and they have a desire to do it. And then I gave you a couple of, you know, uh, have a daily process, have a daily actor prep process. Then he started auditioning and I'm like, hey, technically you can get better. As Tom Brady says, I'm getting the edge. How are you getting the edge? Right. And so he upped his technical game with how he, Films his auditions and things like that. So the more I saw your effort, the more I then 
as a, a, a fellow dreamer wanting to help a dreamer, I'm, I'm investing more in him. Yeah. And so the first thing he does with me is a, is a sketch series on, uh, on my channel on YouTube, Code 3 Comedy. It's called Coffee with Carl. Oh. And, <laughs> and, uh, and Carl, Carl is an is a, uh, uh, inmate in the penitentiary in, in prison uh, trying to become a uh, motivational speaker. He's inspired by Joel Olstein, of course. And he's an inmate. So Jonathan shows up, and we're shooting in the in the jail, the real jail, real drunk tank, real drunk, the real drunk tank. That's right, real drunk tank. And I don't want to ruin the episode. Go to Code Three Comedy and check it out. But was it episode two or three with the shank? Yeah, that's right. I think two, two. Yeah. So I have I have a shank, and in rehearsal. I stab him by accident. Oh. I stab him. I stab him by accident. Blood on his arm. Yeah, real shake. Real. I didn't realize it. I thought it was a prop. I, I didn't think I'd sharpened it that much. And he's got this huge smile, and I'm feeling so bad. Phil's like, Phil's, Phil's, Phil's going, you stabbed Jonathan. You stabbed Jonathan. So I didn't stab him. It's a slight cut. There's a little bit of blood. It's only a flesh wound. He said he wants to be coached hard. I'm trying to throw him in the real world. You don't think Keanu gets a little scrapes and bruises, bruises on John Wick? Anyways. So step one, get stabbed. Right. So, yeah. That's right. But I guess all that to just say, and, and then leading to me calling an agent for you, what I want you and maybe listeners to know is, People get inspired to help you more when they see you putting in the effort in time. Yeah. They really do. You know, there is no elevator to success. We all take the stairs. And when I look and I see a fellow dreamer putting in the work and taking the stairs, it excites me. I, I want to do more to help. It creates momentum. Yes. I mean, that's a powerful thing because it's, unfortunately, we live in a society with a lot of lip service, right? I'm going to write this book. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to... Right, we talk about all the stuff I want to could you know would could should, but we don't do it. Mm -hmm. And so when you do see somebody taking those steps, no matter how big that step is, I mean at least it's something moving in that forward progression. One thing that I think it's important too is one, yes, it inspires us, but we got to acknowledge it, right? And that's part of the community side that we're talking about here. Like one of the I guess the metaphor that I'll use for folks, especially when you have moms or you have business owners and people who have dumped out everything they possibly can into other people, a cup that's empty cannot pour out, mm -hmm. right? And we have to realize that we are the soil for growth for other people. And when we take care of ourselves, when we take care of the way that we speak to ourselves, when we talk to other people, like we are allowing growth to be there. And so when you see somebody who's doing a good job, good job, good on you. I remember years ago, gosh, I'm not, I'm not going names or anything, but I remember a friend of mine, we're, we're riding down the road and we look out the window and we see this very large person and they're, they're sweating, they're running, they're, they're doing the very best that they can. And I just remember a little snicker from somebody and I'm like, nah, man, good on you. Mm -hmm. Well done. Yeah. Right. And so something, we can look at it as you can't do it. We can look at it as, you know, you, this should be this way. But if when we begin to speak into somebody's life, what a powerful thing that is. One person that believes in you, one person that says you can do it. Who knows how far that can take you? How many dreams have been stopped by that person that says, no, not for you? When you were, when you were coming out of the, uh, the sheriff's department, when you were working all the things, that right? Like, this is the path you should do. The fact that you had at least one or two people, mm. the fact that you had that dream that you pushed on, that you pressed on, for you, your family, the people rallying around you, 
And then to be able to take that same thing and be that for somebody else, what a way. Who knows what <laughs> that one comment could do for somebody. Be that soil for somebody else to grow. I love that, brother. That's one of my favorite things I've heard you say, really. Be that soil for other people to grow and grow in a healthy way, which is really what is important to me as an artist. It's, it's one thing for someone to give you some tools as an actor that makes you a better actor or better auditioner or whatever the case is. But are, you giving, are we giving each other healthy things? that you then take into your marriage, into being a dad. And, and that's what I love about Jack Plotnick. what I love about Dr. Jason Selk. It's what I love about Nathan is everything about the tools they're giving us and that we're sharing with each other. It's not just singular. It's not singular. It, it, and so I want to just talk a little bit now because what you said about the, the hills and valleys and, and what we were talking about being prepared with each other. So Again, one of the things I do now and I love with our community is, is when the slow time happens, I'm looking for ways to encourage others. I, I'll just, anything that comes to mind, how can I help someone else? Because I'll give you an example. Last week, last week I had five auditions. I had two producer callbacks. I got pinned for one of those jobs. Pinned just means I'm the selection or I'm one of two people, maybe three people. That pen got pulled and I didn't get that job. Now I can look at that and see me now where I am, that's a successful week. That's a huge blessed mm -hmm. week. Like that's, that's where I dreamed of being years ago. Or you can look at it as being like, yeah, but you didn't get any jobs. But you don't understand that I got to do five times. I got to do what I love. Yeah. Yeah. Five times. And two of those times I got to do it again with the best in the world at what they do. These are producers of big shows. One of those jobs I'm told, Hey, you're on hold. You're on hold. We, we like you. And for all of the people who might be new, and I explained this to Jonathan, when you're first starting out, if you are put on hold or pinned for something or a callback, that's the same as booking the job. Hmm. You've got to understand that. It's the same as booking the job because, and I could tell you this as a director and producer, when you get to the callback session, you're kind of mixing and matching. There's all kinds of things that go into the decision, but whoever is there is good enough to play that role and be in that, in that project. It could be height. Mm -hmm. It could be all kinds of things. So Jonathan's entering this new season. He's working. He's got this agent. And we usually don't go too long on our episodes. We might go a little longer today just because we have a special guest. But yeah. I want to say something here too, just before I, because before I, I want Jonathan to open up to you about some things he might be struggling with now at this current season. A year before I got Jonathan in contact with the agent who recently signed him, I had called another agent after Jonathan had done a couple of shows with me. Another very, very good agent who I admire greatly. And the agent watched Jonathan's reels and said, hey, I'll take him as a development client because he's new. That's what it's, we can consider development. Hmm. The agent says, but I'm in the middle of moving. I'm, I'm moving right now. Just give me a couple of weeks. But I, I like him. I like his look. And if you vouch for him and his work ethic, we'll, I'll take him on. Okay? You so, do have a cool look. Unfair advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's very handsome. <laughs> I love you, Marcy Clark. <laughs> I'm just comfortable enough to tell another man that quite debonair. <laughs> so, so I uh, we celebrate. We literally go and celebrate this news, and he couldn't be more excited, right? Mm -hmm. So a couple weeks goes by. The agent calls and says, "Jim, please don't be upset with me. A after going through the move and starting the you know ending the year and starting the year, I've realized." I need to get rid of some clients. I don't, have, I don't have the capacity to take on a development. And it's not fair to him, okay? Mm. So I call Jonathan and I, I tell him, you know. He takes it though. He smiles. Like, yeah, it's okay. And he just goes back to work. 
So then when he gets signed with this agent a year later, his excitement was through the roof. And I got to, I was blessed to be there with him the day he had to call and got signed, which was not by design. Mm-hmm. We just have, I happened to be in town. But to see that he didn't lose hope, he didn't let, he was disappointed in the first agent, but it didn't, it didn't break him down to be like, well, I'm going to quit. Yeah. There's no, what, what, you know, I don't have an agent. He actually started working harder. I saw it. Mm-hmm. I saw him start working harder after that. So now, Jonathan, talk a little bit about where you are now and maybe some vultures or some negative things or some stuff that might be coming against you. And I'd love for Nathan to jump in and maybe give him some tools. Sure. Certainly my mindset after that first agent kind of fell through was thankfully leaning back into my process and my work. And Mm. as Jim said, just kind of keep getting after it because I knew that I could do that. I knew that I had booked jobs on my own, you know, submitting myself for auditions and and going getting those callbacks and then booking those jobs. And so it it gave me a again, this is old me and new me type of thing. Because it, it gave me a, a confidence mm. that maybe from the outside looking in, I shouldn't have had, right? Because I suffered a loss in that career aspect. I was I thought something was happening. And so, well, that's a setback. So that's gotta, you know, that's gotta get you down for a time. But instead it just kind of renewed confidence and because I knew what I had done previously on my own. And so we'll just keep doing it. And then that leads to meeting other people that leads to sharpening that tool. And that leads to, you know, getting better and better as a, an actor, getting better and better at how to audition or, you know, those types of things. And then, you know, work becomes better and better work gets better work. So I'm at a level now where I've signed with an agent blessed enough to book the first, you know, audition that, that they send. And so that's a completely different euphoria because, because again, it's it's one of those moments. I did it. I've yeah. done it. Yeah. Now I'm a gratified, never satisfied. Mm. I, I I don't like contentment, to be honest. And so, wow, what a phrase! Gratified, <laughs> gratified, never satisfied. Gratified, never satisfied. Wow. Couldn't be more thankful. Huh. But then there's always there's always something to keep pushing for. Yeah. You know. And so you know, make this year better than last year. Make tomorrow better than today, and that sort of thing. But it does come with a set of different challenges, because when that confidence, while it may be at an all-time high, when it takes a hit, it takes a hit. Mm. It it hurts a little bit more. You know, when you put yourself up for, or you get put up for an audition, and it's something you really want. By Jack's book, we don't need it. <laughs> but we really want it. It's fine yeah. to want something, yeah. you know. Um and then you don't get it, and it comes with a different. It comes with a different feeling because your 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 competition level, frankly, is bigger than it was mm. before. When you're going, when you're talking about going out to L.A. or going down to New Orleans or Atlanta or something like that, it gets a little bit bigger. And so you have to you have to understand that. And and some of those tools are are very helpful when you think it's it's a it's a numbers game more or less. You know, at, yeah. at points. Um, but some of the struggles are are different. Um, Self confidence is probably always there. But again, it's a little different. The, the outside sort of stigma that is put on you, even by those people that maybe years ago were like, well, you can't do that. That's not something you can do. Oh, you can do it. You're doing it. Oh, you've signed an agent. Well, you must be uh, palling around with Brad Pitt and you must be set for life. And maybe I need these things from you now. Like a different sort of expectations is, is thrust upon you where – it didn't really exist before. And so how do you manage those relationships and how do you cope when one of those relationships goes mm. 
goes the wrong way for you is a new vulture for me. I get that. I get that. And that, that is tough when you have people who change the scale, change the whole the conversation, right? Like when even when I'm working with folks who are coming out of so some of the entrepreneurs, right, or business owners or even people who are just having massive success, it's a different mindset, especially if you're talking about poverty and scarcity, that all of a sudden here's money that's in their pocket or here's a influence around them that they've never had before. All of a sudden people are leaning into the conversation and wanting to know more. And so what do you do in that circumstance? And, and, and I get you, especially when you think about here you are having these adventures, doing this incredible stuff, and perhaps you go see that family, that friend, that person, and you're like, so how are things with you? Oh, yeah, I just did this movie. I just did this thing. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, same stuff, different day for them. <laughs> right? And, and I think in those moments, there's a couple of things you have to do. with. One, first of all, are you going to be completely comfortable with them being that person, period? Right? It's familiarity, friendship that's there. Is it somebody who is pulling you down or is it somebody who's lifting you up and really looking at the trajectory of that relationship as well? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Because every interaction we have with somebody teaches them how to treat us. And so if they are treating old Jonathan, we kind of talked about earlier with the doubt and all this other stuff that was going on, as that's who you are today and that's pulling you away from your dreams, then Honestly, there are certain relationships that we begin to let go of. We begin to drift away from. And that doesn't make you a jerk. That doesn't make you too good for somebody, which you're going to hear because that's what they're going to think. But the reality is you've just moved up that next level. You're in that next place. And it's difficult because the emotional toll that that stuff can take on us is very difficult because we're walking away from what's familiar. And it doesn't mean leave your roots. It doesn't mean leave the people who you love and have encouraged you. It is just simply looking at the quality of the relationships that you have around you. I find with a lot of people, unfortunately, especially the higher the success level, the smaller their, their group of friends become because they're operating at a higher level. It's just different. Like you said, I'm not going to go and do hang out for eight hours drinking and, and eating food and watching the football game. You're auditioning. You're working scripts, you're practicing your craft, you're doing things that are different. I remember years ago, it was this wonderful phrase of, I'm going to do today what others won't so that I can do tomorrow what others can't. Mm -hmm. And that gets lonely. And embracing that, leaning into that sometimes, that's okay. And even having conversations with those people and saying, look, I love you. I just need you to understand that this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. And if we're together, great. <laughs> Does that? Well, it makes that, that makes a lot of sense. And the to mental, allow yourself that permission. Yeah. Yes, because the mental strength that it takes to be an actor, and I I, I can't be speaking only for myself, mm. because it took a tremendous amount for me. The mental strength and the mental place that you need to be in to pursue art in that way. Yeah. Makes you see people differently. When there's negativity around, it's almost like, I don't know you. Like, negativity, I don't yeah. know you. Because I'm not allowed. Right. I don't allow myself to. Right. You and have, so it changes those relationships in that aspect, too. You don't have the benefit to wallow in that. Right. Because it, can, it, it will, it will it'll steal it right from you. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and so that was a little bit of a professional one. One personal one, certainly, that I, I don't know if it'll ever go away. But once or twice, every so often— you're going to bed and everything's so great. Maybe you had an audition that day. Maybe you booked something that day. Maybe you didn't, but you submitted for some, regardless of how your work day goes. Kids are asleep. Everybody's fed and happy and lights are going down and it's time to go to bed. And then it'll hit you 
I have no idea if this will all go away tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a certain element of like, what do I do then? Mm. And then if you're somebody like me, your your mind can start to race into this rabbit hole of more of that negativity, which, you know, we usually don't allow ourselves. But sometimes you get trapped up into that. And eventually, for me, it ends in me falling asleep and waking up the next day and going, let's never do that again. But inevitably, it happens. What the what if sometimes comes up for me. Yeah. So uh, what if it goes wrong? You're saying like, what if this all goes away? All this good stuff that's happening, all this, the age and all this, what if, what if it all goes away tomorrow? Exactly. I get that. And, and so a couple of things, one, if you are in that position of laying down, sleeping, whatever movement moves emotion. So getting up and just physically getting out of that place is a big thing. Right. Taking notes here. Right. (laughs) And if that means getting on the floor and doing some pushups or going for a walk or something, physically moving your body makes a huge difference. Um, Shifting the room, like the scenarios, like I'm looking for the external before we get to the internal on this. Also, for you, it's going to be or or for somebody who's that professional, go look at the stuff that you've already done. Right. Let that trigger those feelings inside of you of these are the areas that were successful because the doubt comes from the unknown. Confidence, we've talked about before, is always late to the party. Mm. People like, help me, make me feel confident to do this thing. And you've never done that thing before. And it's like, how, what? Wow. <laughs> right? We can kind of build that a little bit, but true confidence, that's the stuff that it's after you've done the thing. And so you building from that, trusting in yourself and recognizing that that's the path that you're moving into is going to be huge. Also looking at the success around other people too. Go watch some of those videos, some of those people that you've connected with. And here's why we're having this, this episode too, your community. Right. When you call up Jim or you call up me or call up Phil or call up some of the guys and be like, look, I'm feeling this. And that's why the community is so important because you're going to get, uh-uh, only way forward is success. Right. You got this. And that right there is so crucial. And that's why having that connection with the people around you is so important. And that's why we're talking about it. If you have that same feeling and you're talking to that person from who knows the old Jonathan then it's, oh, no, yeah, you're right. You probably should go back and work the nine to five and blah, 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 because that's safe. And the devil is a lie. Absolutely. That's what I say. The devil is a lie. When you come at me with that, you think I should go back and be a cop? The devil is a lie. You think that you're going to take all this away from me? The devil is a lie. Let me tell you, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes says uh, the, the key to relationships and, and marriage is you got to come home when you in love and you got to come home when you ain't in love. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> if you're a dreamer, you got to stay committed when the call goes your way and you book the job and you got to stay committed when the call doesn't go your way. It's about a commitment. And that's what I see in you, my brother. And I love what you just gave him. Motion moves emotion. Mm-hmm. What a great tool. What a great tool for us when that mind's going crazy. Get up on your feet. Get up. Play, play your Move. highlight reel. Yeah. Play your highlight reel, as my wife tells me all the time. Play your highlight reel over and over if you have to. Dr. Selk says the number one variable of the most successful people in the world is self-confidence. Tom Brady has self-confidence, mm. right? He's the GOAT. Michael Jordan, extreme self-confidence. He's the GOAT. It's unarguable, listeners. I'm sorry. I don't care. He's the GOAT. (laughs) (laughs) So real quick, let's finish up. A couple of points here I want to make is back to the dreamers helping dreamers in the valleys. You said, who do we turn to when those negativity or when negative thoughts come or negative circumstance, we turn to our community. Jonathan, one of the things that I said to you early on, I've never taken a penny from you, have I? Mm -mm. Never charged you for anything. 
try to, I try to treat when I can, right? Okay. What did I ask of you? What was the one thing I said? Pass it on. Pass it on. Help someone else. Yesterday, Jonathan called a new, a new actor friend who uh, has had three auditions, booked his first job, and Jonathan took the time to call him and encourage him and make sure that he knew, hey, I see you. I see you, buddy. Way to go. You're in the fight, and I'm proud of you for that. The other thing I'll say is I had dinner again. I don't, I'm not name dropping, but I like to share stories because I think it's important when it comes. I'm uh, sitting at dinner with Keanu Reeves, 2015. John Wick 1 has not come out. He's looking at me and he says, I don't know when I'll work again. Hmm. I don't know. He's like, I've been at this a long time. He goes, but I don't have a job right now. Yeah, he was excited for John Wick. I had seen John Wick with him at a, at a, at a special screening. He didn't know. No one knew it was going to be what it is now. And he looked at me and he said, that's this life, brother. That's this life. You got to embrace the up and down. Yeah. You got to look at it as a challenge, right? We run a race as an artist that will never finish. There's always more to do. There's always further to go. There's always. So when that what if game, you can what if bad or you can what if good. There it is. There it is. And that fire in the belly that you're hearing right there. That's the kind of people that you want around you. And I want to say this too. If you find that you don't have that, like that can be difficult, right? Yes. Like, hey, can you be, you know, really excited and help me and I'll help you? It's difficult. <laughs> then go online and watch the Tony Robbins. Go online and watch the Les Mill. Like you go on, you find the people, even if they're on, they're virtual and they're on YouTube or whatever, and let those speak into you. Go read the books, go listen to the audio programs, go watch the videos, watch them be the things that build you up tremendously. That's how you're going to get to where you want to be. That's when those valleys come. And if you don't have those physical people around you, let that be part of the momentum that pushes you forward. That's right. And that's where getting into class or, or taking an improv class or going, you know, joining a men's group at church or a women's group at church or community stuff. You, you have to, you can't wait for your community to come to you. Right. You got to actively look. And that's a great point, Nathan. You can, if you don't have that community, it is so much stuff online now that you can get to build mm -hmm. you up, but constantly be looking mm -hmm. and be open. You are not alone. No. And have, have a wide vision of what if that what if this could go well? And what if I get a great job? And what if I'm more blessed financially than I've ever imagined? Me? What if I'm more blessed with jobs than I've ever... Me? And I'll tell you, uh, another thing that, that, that led to a down during a, a kind of a silent season was I created a show called Interrogations Gone Wrong, which was to actually work with my good friend, Mike Capozzi. And we shot in our home studio, do a couple of episodes with friends. And then the next thing you know, Keanu Reeves is guest starring on interrogations gone wrong. Yeah. YouTube that on Code 3 Comedy. It's also on Funny or Die or just literally Google Keanu Reeves Arrested. That'd be the first thing that comes up. That was done in the studio of my home during a down season. It was before John Wick had hit. It, we had worked together on a movie called The Whole Truth. He was gracious. And he's like, I want to work. I want to do comedy. I want to have fun. I just want to come over and be with my buddies. Yeah. And that's what we did. Now, I'm not, again, that's not a name drop. That's to say that that community grew because all we were on that day, that, that cost me $87, $87. Do you know why? Because I bought some Coca-Cola and I bought some peanuts for him. And we bought some bourbon to have a, a toast at the end of the day, some, some Knobs Creek. Shout out Knobs Creek. So my point is, is that he, at that point, he was just a dreamer. Yeah. And he was looking at us, me and Mike, and he's just, I'm hanging out with some other dreamers. Yep. So if you build it, they will come. Yep. Take the first step. 
And and let me tell you, just please, please, please help somebody else get there. My, my, my agent, Rusty, said to me one day, he goes, when I used to take my seven-year-old son and drop him off at school, I'd say, hey, hey, buddy, make sure you make someone else's day just a little bit better. And he says his son now 30 calls him every day and says, hey, dad, I love you. Make sure you make someone else's day a little bit better. So let's all just make someone else's day a little bit better. That's a wrap on this episode of New Thoughts for Actors and Filmmakers. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please remember to hit that subscribe button. Connect with us at newthoughtsforactors.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll talk with you again soon.